You know, folks, it's very important that we stay with the Scriptures. We stay teaching the fundamental principles of the Word of God. And that's what we've been teaching on, the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. And God wants us to have these established in our lives so we can go on to perfection. Folks, if we don't have these in order, if we don't have our fundamental doctrine right, we can be led off into believing anything and everything that's out there. And folks, there's a lot of things out there that will lead people off the foundation off the fundamental principles of the things that Jesus taught. In Hebrews, the sixth chapter in the first verse, says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, this was Jesus' doctrine. This is the things that he taught for his church to teach. These are things that the church is built on, is, are these fundamental doctrines of Christ. So therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Now, these are the fundamentals here. These are the foundations. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptism and laying on of hands and of the resurrection of the dead. That's where we've left off is the resurrection of the dead. We've been preaching on what a resurrection was. I'm showing you what the Bible teaches about what constitutes a resurrection. What is a resurrection? We showed you that Jesus also was the first to be raised from the dead. The very first to be raised from the dead to eternal life. That constitutes what a resurrection is. Last week we taught on the first resurrection. Showing you that Jesus was the first resurrection and he got up to eternal life. But folks, not only Jesus got up, he got up with several people. As the Bible said in Hosea 6 and 2, after two days will he revive us, us more than one. And in the third day, he will raise us up and we shall live in his sight. That happened the third day. And old Apostle Paul was very specific on teaching how Christ got up, how he was resurrected the third day, according to the scriptures. As it says in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, the third verse, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and how that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. See, folks, everything leaned to according to the scriptures. Everything was based on the scriptures. And that's what Jesus left us to teach also, folks. We have to teach what the scriptures say and how that Christ rose again the third day. On the third day, and the Bible plainly speaks in Hosea 6 and 2, what happened the third day. And most of your scholars will agree this is prophecy concerning the Son of God. Hosea 6 and 2, after two days, which is the third day, he will revive us. Jesus will revive them. And in the third day, he, meaning Jesus, will raise us up and we shall live in his sight. More than one. We all may teach that Jesus rose from the dead the third day, but is it according to the scriptures? How 
Did he raise from the dead the third day according to the scriptures? Well, the dead raised with Jesus. This is what proved Jesus to be the son of God. And Paul goes over this again in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, the 12th verse. Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? How can we say if we know what the scriptures say, how can we say that Jesus rose and the dead didn't raise with him? Because folks, the scriptures teach that the dead raised with Jesus. It's very, very plain. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? It's important. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen. The Messiah rose the third day and there were dead that raised with him. And that's what proved Jesus to be the son of God as Romans, the first chapter and uh, starting the third verse concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. That's how he was declared to be the son of God was by through and by the resurrection from the dead. And according to the scriptures, the dead was raised with him. The Apostle Paul preached what Jesus had taught him. This is the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ, the resurrection of the dead. We've got to know this. Folks, if we understand that there has been a resurrection and we have it in order, there's an order that Jesus taught. There's an order of the way these scriptures teach. And we have to stay fundamentally founded on the word of God in order for our doctrine to be right. And doctrine is important because Jesus had doctrine. These are the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. Now, that's why we have to teach these things in order. That's why God has laid it on us to bring these things out in order. We don't want our building to be off the fundamental foundation of the doctrine of Christ. We want it to be strong on his fundamental principles. Yeah, why is it important that we teach that the dead raised with Jesus? That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible teaches. That's how we know that Jesus was the Messiah. The harmony of the scriptures, the word of God doesn't cross itself. What if a person is preaching that the first resurrection is in the future Folks, there's, that's why there's so many different doctrines that, that's out there because they have to make them fit, folks. But the harmony of the scriptures, they come together. They work together. They don't cross themselves. The harmony of the word of God is beautiful. Going and seeing what one writer says about it and what the next writer says about it. They all say the same thing. They don't say any other things than what the scriptures say. That's what old Apostle Paul said in Acts, the 26th chapter and the 22nd verse. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to small and great, saying none other things. Paul wouldn't say anything else, but what? Than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. He stayed on what the scriptures said. And what did they say? That Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead. That's what the scriptures teach. And Paul rehearsed it again in first Corinthians, the 15th chapter and the third verse for I delivered unto you. First of all, 
that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Now, folks, I want to stay on the scriptures. I want to stay on his fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. And again, that's what Jesus taught. After he rose from the dead, he appeared to his disciples in Luke, the 24th chapter and the 44th verse. He said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which are written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. All things had to be fulfilled in the scriptures. What was it that was fulfilled? And he said unto them, thus it is written. Where was it written at? In the scriptures. And thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Now, how did he raise from the dead the third day? Hosea, the sixth chapter, the second verse is the only place that is talking about the third day concerning the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Again, Hosea 6 and 2, after two days, he will revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up, more than one, and we shall live in his sight. The dead was going to be raised too. You notice he said, after two days will he revive us. That was the third day. Well, Paul proves it again. Harmony of the scriptures. Watch this. Romans, the 14th chapter, the ninth verse. For to this end, Christ both died and rose. What did he do when he rose? And revived. That he might be Lord both of the dead and living. Yes, what did it say again? For to this end, Christ both died and rose and revive. The same thing Hosea said. After two days will he revive us. And then the third day, he shall raise us up and we shall live in his sight. That's what Jesus did. When Jesus rose, he revived a group of people. And we'll show you in Matthew, the 27th chapter and the 51st verse, reading down where this was fulfilled. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom and the earth did quake and the rocks rent and the graves were opened. A lot of people just read right over top of that and never pay any attention to it. This was a resurrection, my friends. And the graves were opened. That's what the Bible says. The graves were opened and many bodies of the saints which slept arose what happened to him? And come out of their graves after his resurrection. You notice it said after his resurrection. Why? Because Jesus had to be the first to rise from the dead. The first to rise from the dead. That's why they come up out of their graves after his resurrection. Now, folks, I know you can see this. This is plain. This is simple. This is what God's word teaches. That's why it's in the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. That's why we have to teach these things. Now let's go to Romans, the eighth chapter, and we'll start at the 29th verse. Boy, the harmony of the scriptures are beautiful to me, folks. They're beautiful. They paint such a beautiful picture. Romans, the eighth chapter, 
And the 29th verse, for whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he, speaking of Jesus, might be the firstborn among, get that, might be the firstborn among many brethren, firstborn from the dead. He was the first to rise from the dead. But Paul said here in Romans that he was the firstborn among many brethren. There was more that got up with Jesus, folks. Yeah, I know you can see this. And that bears out what Isaiah said in the 26th chapter and the 19th verse. Thy dead men, you notice it said men. Well, Paul said in Romans, the firstborn among many brethren, they were men. Isaiah again, 26, 19, thy dead men shall live together, firstborn among many brethren. Thy dead men shall live together with my dead body shall they arise. Awake and sing ye that dwell in dust, for thy dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. That was the first resurrection, my friend. How can they teach and preach that there hasn't been the first resurrection yet when the Bible is very, very plain and people read over these scriptures every day and they don't consider. You know why, folks? Because they're looking to men with a great, great education, so to speak, of the Greek and the Hebrew, and they just overlook, they overlook these simple scriptures, folks, that teach the resurrection of the dead. Let's go back over Romans the 8th chapter again. The 29th verse, reading down, for whom he did foreknow, there was a foreknown crowd, folks, and we'll get into that in just a second. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn, Jesus might be the firstborn among many brethren. Thy dead men, as Isaiah said, shall live together with my dead body, shall they arise. Plain and simple. Now back to Romans 8 and 29 again. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now watch this. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. He gave him an eternal body. Folks, that goes right along with what a resurrection is. They were glorified. They were raised to glory. That's what 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, the 42nd verse says. So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It was raised to eternal life, just like Romans said. Yes, he glorified these brothers that was born from the dead with Jesus. Well, Romans said they were the foreknowledge group. They were predestined, they were called, they were justified. Turn with me to Jeremiah, the first chapter, and we'll start about the fourth verse. Now, this will show you who the crowd of people that Paul was talking about in Romans, the eighth chapter, who they were here. 
Jeremiah, the first chapter in the fourth verse, starting out. Then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, listen to this, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee for knowledge for whom he did foreknow. God knew this prophet. He knew him before he formed him is what the Bible said. And before thou comest out of the womb, I sanctified thee. God justified this man. He sanctified him. That's what Romans the eighth chapter said. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. God made this man a prophet. He was called to be a prophet unto the nations. That's who this people were. They were the prophets of old, folks. They were sanctified in their mother's womb. They were the foreknowledge crowd. God had these men sanctified from their mother's womb, just like John the Baptist was, folks. They were born holy here from their mother's womb. Folks, you and I have to be sanctified through the blood of Jesus Christ. But these men, these men were born holy from their mother's womb. This was the foreknowledge crowd. These men were in the first resurrection with Jesus Christ. Well, let's see what the Bible says about John. Turn with me to Luke, the first chapter. Let's start at the 13th verse where the angel appeared unto Zacharias. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, listen to this now, and shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. See how these men... These prophets of old, they were sanctified while they were in their mother's womb. God had ordained them a prophet, called them to be a prophet while even they were in their mother's womb. Well, now I don't want anybody out there saying that this preacher's preaching predestination, folks, because we're not predestined. We're not. These men were predestined. That's what the word of God says. Again, turn with me to Romans 8 and 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. Now, that's what the Word of God teaches, folks. And I've got to say the same thing the Word does. These folks whom he foreknew, the ones that he knew while they were in their mother's womb, they were predestined. They were called to be prophets. They were filled with the Holy Ghost, folks even from their mother's womb. That's what the Bible says. But now you and I, the only way we can be predestined is in Christ. If we get in Christ, we're predestined to make it to heaven. As long as we stay in Christ, if we get out of Christ, we're predestined to go to hell. The predestination is in Jesus, folks. Yeah, the church is predestined to heaven. Yeah, you can find that in Ephesians, the first chapter. It speaks about how the church is predestined. You go to the 11th verse real quick. We're not going to stay on this, but in whom also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his will. We're gathered together in one body. That's the church. I'm not going to get on that, but just had to touch that. I don't want anybody out there thinking this preacher's preaching. We're individually predestined. That predestinated crowd, folks, was the prophets of old. That was the foreknowledge crowd. They were all men 
Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren, what Romans said. Isaiah said that thy dead men shall live together with my dead body. Turn with me to Revelations, the 14th chapter. We're just going to touch on this. We're running out of time. We'll take it up next week, continue it. Uh, Revelations, the 14th chapter, and we'll start at the first verse and show you who these group of men were. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion. We know the lamb was Jesus. That Mount Zion was heaven, folks. We could prove that. With him, 140 and 4,000, having his father's name written in their forehead. There was 144,000 with this lamb of God. The second verse, and I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as a voice of great thunder. And I heard a voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. Well, that's what Isaiah said. Isaiah said that again, the 26th chapter in the 19th verse, thy dead men shall live together with my dead body. Shall they arise? Awake and sing. They were singing, wouldn't they? Awake and sing ye that dwell in the dust. For thy dew is the dew of herbs and the earth shall cast out the dead. Well, Revelations, the 14th chapter and the third verse said that they were singing and they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song, but the hundred and forty and four thousand, which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women. Folks, they were all men. Jesus was the firstborn among many brethren. These weren't defiled with women. They were all men. For they are virgins. These are they that follow the lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and unto the lamb. This was the first fruits unto God and to the lamb. This was the first resurrection. They were all men. They were singing just like Isaiah said. I know you can see this. This is plain. This is simple. They were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God, unto the Lamb. Yeah, I know you can see that. The first resurrection. 